Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. This is a favorite day of the week because Matt and I get to hang out with people that we just genuinely love and enjoy and talk about things that are really important to us. And this day is no exception. That's right. We are in the presence of greatness. Royalty. <laughs> yes, because we Royalty. are hanging out with the Katie's. Hey. Hello. <laughs> so if you guys don't recognize those voices, you will soon enough because Katie Jones and Katie Hale are about to launch their own podcast, which I expect will be entirely different than our podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Might be. Slightly. <laughs> you never know. So I want to talk about that. And we've got a, a few other subjects that I want to talk about, but I just enjoy always talking to you so this will be kind of fun we enjoy you too thank you very much it should be mutual <laughs> yes. so i don't know how you pick who goes first it was really really tough with Corey haynes and jeremy lebon when mm -hmm. they came on last year <laughs> so uh tell us about yourself and maybe a little bit about the podcast okay i am katie jones or as i'll be known on our podcast katie j <laughs> and i am 20 years old i have grown up in our church foothills my parents met in the college group and i've been around ever since <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not currently in school but i am working at our church right now in our young adults ministry and I really love it, and it's really great. And I'm also floating around to all the different other ministries that need me. So right now I'm in junior high ministry, and that's a lot of fun. But this is a, such a cool opportunity. Me and Katie H. are very excited for this, and we're really hoping that it's a blessing to people. Right on. Yeah. All right, Katie H. Well, I'm Katie H., Katie Hale, and I am 25. I am married with a five-month-old baby who is just the absolute best. I, I also, Yeah, he's pretty fantastic. He is just my whole my whole world right now. He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, anyway, we work together, Katie J and I work together in young adults ministry at our church, and I'm the administrative assistant for that ministry. Uh, my husband and I both lead a home group of young adults. Our ministry together is young adults, and we are very passionate about bridging encouraging young adults to pursue obedience <laughs> in their lives and to live full lives. Both my husband and I have had really different experiences in our young adulthood of careers and college and experiences. And we're really just passionate about encouraging young adults with where they're at to pursue everything that God has made them for. And part of what we want to do with our podcast is encourage, despite whatever <laughs> situation you find yourself in, whatever you're pursuing or not, if you're in college or not, if you're in ministry, if you've grown up in the church, if you haven't, we want to encourage you to love the Word of God, to wrestle with hard questions, and to live a full life. You know, that's one of the things that before we went on air, we were talking about a little bit. Both of you ladies were born into Christian families. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that doesn't really guarantee that at, when you become 20 or you go to college or whatever, when you get to the point where you're making your own decisions, mm -hmm. that you're going to follow in the footsteps of your parents and of Jesus. Yeah. Right. Happens all the time, right? Where somebody is at a high school group and all of a sudden they disappear or they get challenged at university with all sorts of uh questions and things like that and they get into this struggle and all of a sudden poof they're gone mm -hmm. so 
How did you come to your decision that you weren't a grandchild of God, Mm -hmm. but you were a child of God who wanted to be obedient, like Katie was talking about? Right. So I came to that when I was in sixth grade. We went on our sixth grade camp getaway, and we were all laying under the stars on like these tarps and stuff. (laughs) It was like a really fun, like they were telling us all about the stars, giving us all the science facts. And the guy who was talking was talking about how just absolutely beautiful everything is and how we're laying there like admiring it. And yet how much more does God love you? And this had been something like I had known because my parents had told me because I had heard it in church and all of that stuff. And then for the first time it was mine. Like I was there and I was laying under the stars and I was like, oh my gosh, like, no, this is like, this is my life. Like the Lord has created me just like he's created the stars and how much more does he love me and he has he wants a relationship with me and i'm laying here in such admiration and so that was like that moment for me where i was like i don't think i can like ever live without this (laughs) and of course there have been moments since then that have absolutely solidified and refined that in me but that was like i can trace it all back to then type of moment okay cool yeah I I think that's so beautiful. And I don't really have a specific moment like that that I remember. I have wonderful parents and they raised me with the presence of the Lord in our home and the Holy Spirit was something that was real to me from a very early age. But I would say that my experience of coming to my own faith was just several experiences throughout my young adulthood and throughout my (laughs) even junior high and high school years, right? Where there were opportunities in front of me to follow the Lord <laughs> or to do something different. Yeah. And I just never was able to deny <laughs> who God was. And it was never easy. There were really difficult things that happened and difficult decisions that I had to come to. But in all of those points, God spared me and protected me. And by His grace, like I chose Him in those moments. And it's just kind of built this solidified foundation that I don't know what, where else I would be. I don't know what else I would choose. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Basically what we're doing here, what we, what our goal is, is to have people enter into the adventure of sharing Jesus with people who are far from God mm-hmm. and doing it with gentleness and respect and right. all of that. And do you find that growing up in a Christian family and working at a church <laughs> that you can't find a sinner to talk to about Jesus? Is that a challenge? Do you, ha- do you have friends who are very distant from Jesus or adversarial to him? It's unique in the sense that in my day-to-day life, I'm not coming across a ton of people who don't know Jesus at all. But I have friends who have walked away from the church, and I've walked alongside them, and I go out into public every day. (laughs) That is something you encounter a lot of people and a lot of opportunities. I was in college for a while, and that place is ripe for um, people who really are trying to find something to put their hope in. Mm. And man, if I can be <laughs> like the conduit that Jesus uses oh, to bring so him good. into the place, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like that is, that's the dream. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what about you, Katie? I think there have been times in my life where it was hard <laughs> to find those people being sort of protected or sheltered, but I have a lot of friends <laughs> who have walked away from the Lord. I am in a lot of situations outside of work and church where I'm interacting with people who have different opinions of God, different experiences with church, different experiences with religion, right? Who have hard hearts. And I, 
a lot of my life right now is investing in those friends that I have <laughs> who are angry or hurt and learning to love them and to meet where they're at and to listen to the Holy Spirit and determine how to interact and what they need and how to be a good friend. And it hasn't been hard recently to find those people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you typically hear from people that are friends of yours, people that are your age that are maybe abandoning their faith? What kind of, I won't say excuses, but reasons. What kind of reasons do you mm -hmm. hear? Is there something that's very consistent in that? And with that, how can you encourage people that are in the very same place you are mm -hmm. to, to stay connected, to be there for people when they are ready yeah. or when they do want to listen or just genuine conversations? So right. what are some of those reasons? I think there's a plethora of reasons, mm -hmm. but a common theme is offense that I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there are a lot of people who have grown up with some understanding of Jesus, probably a poor or incomplete understanding of Jesus and a poor understanding of the Bible, but who have been hurt by the church, Big C, who have been hurt by leadership in their lives, who have felt misled or have had even potentially leadership in their lives who have then walked away from the Lord and that's really confusing or just yeah. all the noise in the world around us, right? It makes it really confusing and hard to think or rationalize or understand who Jesus is if you're not seeking that intentionally for yourself. So yeah, I think absolutely. there's a lot of people who are offended and I think there's a lot of people who haven't really done the work of asking those questions honestly. Yeah, I would agree. I think another thing is people are seeing what the narrative is right now in mm -hmm. just pop culture, in the secular world. And that is, okay, These, this is what compassion looks like. And this is what goodness looks like. And this is what understanding looks like. And that's fully embracing things that don't align with God's word. And so when they are being now confronted with these things of, well, everybody that I encounter out in the world is telling me that this is what it looks like to be a loving person, and this is what it looks like to be accepting mm -hmm. and to be open. And then they walk in the doors of a church, and it's all of those things. It's, okay, they're telling me that that's not the case. Like, that's not understanding. That's not love. And so I think some people, like you're saying, when they don't have that biblical, godly foundation of understanding, this is God's word, and God's word does not change based on the culture. And mm -hmm. so when they are now faced with culture mm -hmm. and they don't understand God's word, it's going to be hard to stick around because now you're a bigot and now you're offensive and now you're not loving. And so I think people are so afraid of alienating their friends or the people that they love that they're not willing to stick around and do the hard work for Christ. And it's, I mean, that's what I'm seeing in this whole deconstruction movement. And that's what I'm thinking of while we're talking. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's where this plethora of people are coming yeah. from is like this, hey, I grew up in church and now I'm like having to unravel my faith and yeah. undo all these things that I used to believe because I was wrong and I was bigoted in that time. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing um, walking the line between understanding how to be loving and then also knowing that God's word is true yeah. and we yeah. have to stand by it. I would add to that, that there is genuine hurt and pain yeah. that a church full of human beings causes oh, absolutely. <laughs> unduly to yes. its yeah. members and its congregants. And I think specifically youth ministry, when it's done in a lighthearted way, when it's not taken seriously, yeah. can be really damaging. And I don't want to discredit the the pain that a lot of these people right. feel. It's genuine pain. Yeah, it and I think that there needs to be a compassionate 
place for these people to land that isn't afraid of their questions, that isn't yeah. afraid of the critique that they have of the churches that they came from, right? Yes. Um, a compassionate but truthful place to land, I think, Amen. doesn't really exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah, if you discredit or deny or just say you're dumb, right. it was your fault or whatever, you don't get anywhere in that conversation. No, no. and I think a lot of that is out of fear, right? I think there's a lot of people in the church that are afraid. They want to like hold the word of God in high regard. They want to do justice to these conversations, but they don't know how. And so they're afraid of these questions and they just react out of like, I don't know what you're, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. My church never did that to me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And mostly like when you say they were hurt by the capital C church, it's a person. Right, right, yes. or it's people, or it's like leadership. Right. Like we see failures all the pla- all the right. over the place. And it's interesting to me. I was listening to somebody who said they were asked, "Why do all these pastors fail?" Mm-hmm. They said, "Well, do you know how many pastors there are in the country or the world? Like, there's one zillion, yeah. and there will be failure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's not at a disproportionate ratio to business leaders or politicians <laughs> right. or plumbers right. who all fail. So it's the human component. Yeah, and the grace that what I found in these conversations because I seek these out. I've got little hooks in people that <laughs> we haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. So we go to coffee, and I enjoy having those conversations. Right. Number one. It has to be on a platform that they understand that you genuinely love them without an ulterior motive. Right, you're not trying to recruit. You're not trying to manipulate. (laughs) Yeah, they'll hear your heart. Right, you know. So going with that genuineness is number one. Number two is like you said, acknowledging their hurt or their offense, their resentment, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and then just having a normal conversation about it. Because what I have found is, okay, so people who are far outside the church, they've they're just not there. They've never been there maybe or something. Mm-hmm. They have this idea, mainly a myth, about what Christians are like, what the church is like, yeah. <laughs> and they're not talking to anybody about it. Yeah. And I think that we only undo some of the church's very earned reputation, mm-hmm. unfortunately, unfortunately, one at a time. Exactly. So you get in their life, and then all of a sudden, they can be really angry at the church, yeah. but they like you. Amen. Yes. Yeah. yes. And not because you won't tell them the truth, right. but you tell them the truth yeah. in love. Yeah, and then absolutely. all of a sudden, how do I mess with that one? Yeah, I hate everybody else at the church except you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, I got to tell you, if you came to my church, you would find a lot nicer people than me. <laughs> right. You could meet the Katies. <laughs> Boy, I've got so many questions for you. But what do you have faith for? What would you like to see like, oh my gosh, this is happening with what we're doing mm-hmm. with however long your weekly or whatever mm-hmm. podcast you do. What would you like your imagination to be exceeded into? I would just love to see it genuinely touch hearts. If it could do nothing else, then it just genuinely reach somebody's heart and make them feel like maybe they're not like a solitary anomaly within their own life. I think a lot of our conversations just in our friendship have come to the conclusion and end of us being like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful I had that conversation because I know at least for me, there were times I was like, I I must be the only one that feels this way. And then by the end of the conversation, oh my gosh, no, I have a friend in this. Like I have somebody who's experienced. Not just you, me as well. Yeah, okay, good. (laughs) I, you know, I have a friend in this and I'm not on my own. And so if we can like, transfer that to somebody who's listening or somebody that we get to have a conversation with on the podcast, man, that would be, that would be just such an answer to prayers. 
a few things. I would love to be a support in a, in several ways, right? Like I would love to be a support to individuals like Katie was saying who are wrestling with questions on topical issues or even just through interviews that we have, right? That they can be supported and encouraged and not feel alone. But also I think it would be amazing if we could be a support to ministries, to young adult ministries yeah. and to pastors or people who don't necessarily have maybe some women leadership in their ministries mm-hmm. and that can use this voice and this perspective to diligently treat the word of God the way that it deserves to be treated, yeah. but also just provide a little bit extra support on topics that might we not could be, be covered from the pulpit. Yeah, yeah. I sure. love it. Yeah, yeah love absolutely. It. You know, for me, we've had some people on that are just like giants, you know, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Mark we are not Hoffman. <laughs> and, We're a couple and, of uh, young gals. Yeah. And Matt's dad, who shared Jesus with Andrea incredible. Bocelli. So incredible. And <laughs> Will Ford. And so we've had these like, like Sylvia, my beautiful, wonderful wife tells the me, everybody's just thinking that's going to be you. you. You do that. <laughs> we don't ever do that. You're abnormal. You're bizarre. <laughs> However, this is this podcast is for regular people yeah. Yeah. sharing the Lord and His love the way that they were made. So now I want you to be vulnerable and tell me what is your what are your personal challenges or the things that you might struggle with in sharing Jesus with people outside your friends that are falling away yeah. or whatever? What do you two regular people by the way, they're not all that regular. What do, what do you <laughs> have challenges? <laughs> <laughs> what do you work on? What do you ask the Lord to help you with? Um, I think for me, it's kind of like this thing where I get in my head and I think I have to like impress God while I'm talking. <laughs> and it's like, Ooh, I have to be like... <laughs> He's eavesdropping on me. I don't want to yeah. mess this up. Like I have to... My thing has always been, I have to use the right words. I have to, the right voice inflections, you know, all the things to convey him perfectly. And it's like, I don't have to do that. God wants me to step out in obedience. And that looks like following the promptings that he has put on my heart. That doesn't look like writing a five-page essay to every person that asks me a question about the Lord. And that has been something that I've had to, like, I'm actively learning. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to have all of the right words in every situation. And that has really come through seeing people I really respect in my life grapple and ask questions and not have all the answers. That has been Mm -hmm. really something that has ministered to my heart because I'm like, oh my gosh, they don't have all the answers. And I I respect them and I believe that they're in communion with the Lord. So I don't have to have the answers and I don't have to have the right words. I just have to walk in obedience. And so that's been something that I have really been, I've just really been learning in this season of life. There's for sure people who are listening who feel exactly that for same sure. way, yeah. you know, and uh, and it's encouraging because they're saying, okay, yeah, I can do that too. Yeah. I can struggle with that and still be okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I can relate to you, Katie J, and the feeling of wanting to have all the answers, <laughs> right? <laughs> like wanting to do, do justice. I think I've said that a couple of times yeah. to what you are communicating, but I have in my life struggled with these conversations getting really heated, like getting really emotional. And I'm. You are Sicilian, right? <laughs> I am a little bit Sicilian. Yeah, that bit is strong. <laughs> getting passionate about these things. And I, as an adult, have really tried to check myself as much as possible. And I think sometimes in these situations, I over check myself, not in the sense of, you know, 
treating people with respect or any of those things, but I'm afraid of seeming emotional. I like to be a logical black and white thinker of a person. And I try to remind myself, and I've been encouraged by other people in my life, right, that the personal human component of this is huge. Like the emotional component of like, this is what the Lord has done for me, right? I don't need to convince you with my logic. This is who God is. Like it is emotional. It is a passionate subject because look where I was and look where he's brought me. Look what he's saved me from. Look what he's provided in my life. That is inherently emotional. I'm getting comfortable with that. I'm yeah. trying to. <laughs> I didn't ask you guys, and I don't think you you have, but on our website, we have the a checklist that you answer some questions, and it's really helpful to find out how God made you so that you know how you share your faith is how he made you. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay to be analytical. Right. And other people who, like Kathy Martin, I mean, she just so much like Jesus, <laughs> and she um, and she serves people, and she loves yeah. them, and that's how she does it. So it's okay to operate the, the way, way you operate. Yeah, <laughs> right. so you guys should check it out and yes, take we'll the. Do. I think I took it in junior high, and yeah. I think I got it was intellectual one of the options yeah. I got back in the day because yeah. I think you've changed yeah. the test a little bit I probably. have yeah because I found people you know using the word pl- plethora and cheating on it <laughs> and stuff. so I had to like I had to dial it but I got that the intellectual one and I was like oh my gosh this makes so much sense yeah. <laughs> after reading it yeah. I was like oh God can use that yeah in <laughs> yeah. fact he expects to use yeah. that yes. yeah. Yeah. Like, counts both, on it. you both yeah. keep saying over and over again about obedience yeah. mm-hmm. and that really is our role whether something happens or not one of the things that i try to do to intentionally let's see if there's a god conversation here let's right, see right. if there's something going on I'll, I'll tell you two examples that just happened this week mm-hmm. so i went and got food at the brig for sylvia and i'm continually trying to earn points mm-hmm. i'm there and i have a brief <laughs> conversation with a server while i'm waiting for the food that's to go And I said, you know, this may sound weird, but I just wanted to let you know, I think that God wants you to know that your father really, really loves you. Mm -hmm. And she starts crying. Mm -hmm. And the reason is this was the one-year anniversary of her father dying. Oh, my gosh. So that was an emotional encounter. That was something where, for me, when the Lord tells somebody something, it shows that God loves somebody so much to use a dude to mm-hmm. tell you something right. that would mean so much to you. Right yeah. on point, right? Because yeah. I did not know that. Of course. Right? So then I was out with some buddies yesterday morning. For some reason, they invited me to their staff meeting. It was from another church that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And I'm, what am I doing here? <laughs> and so the waitress comes up And I said, hi, my name's Kevin, and her name was Valerie. And I said, hey, Valerie, I know these guys are going to pray over their food. And I know that they're going to want to pray for you. So (laughs) is there anything going on that you would like prayer for? And she said, no, I'm good. I'm all good. I'm fine. Okay. I said, okay, (laughs) they're going to pray for you anyway. And so it didn't catch. There wasn't like a divine inspirational word from heaven for her. But for me, I try to uh, get myself into situations just to see, like just be obedient. God, what do you have? Uh, Linda Hoffman's stories about women in Costco and conversations she has. But I think I really truly, and I might be wrong, but I really truly believe that that's for every style of mm-hmm. of uh, sharing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Put yourself out of your comfort zone. Right. Didn't didn't Mark 
teach us. The only place you won't find Jesus is in your comfort zone. Yeah. So anyway, I want to strongly encourage both of you yeah. to say, okay, Lord, what do you have? And put yourself into what could be considered uncomfortable situations, mm -hmm. like yeah. at the coffee shop or, you know, where you're saying you actually travel in the world yeah. <laughs> just to see what God has. And I would love to check back with you yeah. and see how God uses that yeah. because it's been I think it's an adventure. I think absolutely because that is the adventure and the joy of being a Christian is getting to be in contact with those other people and getting to share him because that is what we were made to do. That is our design. Yeah. And so when you are walking in your design, there is that fullness of joy yeah. and just communion with the Lord. So right on. Well, I don't know. I think Matt will figure this out, how we get your show in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're on Instagram at the Katie's Podcast. Okay. Yes. And the show is just called The Katie's and it's on all streaming platforms. Okay, so yeah, you th these days you bump into it everywhere. You don't yes. have to go mm -hmm. look for it. Exactly. But we'll make sure we'll that make we, sure it's in the notes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's a whole bunch of very faithful listeners and, and we've got a Facebook community of several hundred people. So we'll make sure we get the word out and that we're praying That's for great. you and that you accomplish the purposes of God in your podcast. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We are praying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> we covet your prayers. Absolutely. Thank you very much for coming on. We're really looking forward to it and celebrating you. And I know that you too will never forget that you are sin.